Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. Chris Sasser here with Troy, and today we have two very special guests who have joined us before. We have me and Troy. We have Kim Peverall and Karen Sasser. And so we are thankful that you guys would join us today when what what I'm pretty sure is going to be um, two conversations, one today and one next time, because I think what we're talking about, um, it, it's got some kind of... Uh, global implications. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but it also has very personal implications in a lot of ways. So Troy, we're talking about just sort of um, ultimately over the two weeks, finding chaos uh, in a, sorry, not finding yeah, chaos. We're doing it. Yeah, we got that already, <laughs> don't we? We're, we're talking about finding rest in what is uh, otherwise a chaotic world. Hey, you, you just did it perfectly. Yeah, good. Because <laughs> I don't really do that very often. No, so. but that's, that is just a picture of like, where am I? Am I up or am I down? Yeah, um, yeah finding rest in a chaotic world. And um, I just think actually sitting here with the four of us is just, probably a picture of i think just good kind of things that should happen regularly for people listening is that you have a group where you're able to talk about where you are in um just life and i think these days i think a lot of that conversation would just center around the difficulty that we're all having mm -hmm. in abundant of ways um and yet i would say again since 2020 for myself and i think a lot of people <clears throat> we've just kind of peered into a world where um, we can see that, hey, this just is not my life. It's also the life that we see happening to people around us. And I think it's the life inside of believers, great people who seek to walk with God. And I think also just looking at the world itself, and we can see there's chaos. So I think it's a real present conversation just in so many people's lives um, that I think it remains relevant. Yeah. I was having a conversation literally a couple of days ago with some folks who, who just, they were resonating with just how chaotic everything is. And so how about for all four of us, let's just kind of maybe talk through what, and this is kind of a no brainer for a lot of people, but still, I think it's good to maybe identify things. What are some things that, that we see, you know, either globally or some things that we see maybe even locally that are causing kind of really what I would call unrest. I mean, chaos is another word for it, but it's, it's unrest. It's a lot of the anxiety and, and we'll get to the importance of finding rest in the middle of all of it, but let's just identify what are some things that you see that are causing some of this unrest? I think there's a lot of uncertainty and that we um, we're all living with the kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, mm. We can't really recover because we're expecting or hoping, anticipating that things are going to start to feel better. And I think that really builds the turmoil and the, um, the unrest in our soul. I agree. I mean, even, I don't know, it's just crazy. I was just thinking about in some ways we kind of feel like we're starting to move past COVID a little bit. And then all of a sudden you're seeing all these stories about monkeypox. I was reading one 
the other day about how this guy had monkeypox and it took him like forever to get anybody um, to actually test him to see if that's what it was. And I'm thinking, I, I, I like can't even read these articles anymore because it just starts to just weigh so heavily um, on mm. your on your mind. So it just seems like, like you said, you're waiting for that next shoe to drop. It's one thing after another. And then now all of a sudden we have two kids that are driving and we look at the price of gas and it's like, half of their salary is going towards gas. And mm. I, I don't know. I think just the economy, um, it, it's when you feel like you're out of control and things are spinning out of control, it, it feels like you're living in a world of chaos. It's not restful. <clears throat> it's not restful at all. Um, we were talking earlier, kind of walking around Chris's backyard, thinking of all the ideas that he's getting from Pinterest. And it's so <laughs> lighthearted compared to the things that we're yeah. reading and hearing from constantly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's funny. I also wonder, and this is maybe a little bit of a left turn for a moment, but I was again, having a conversation with some friends a couple of days ago about how, um, as leaders, and we were talking about as leaders in the church, um, we, we, we tend to continue this conversation about how hard things are and how tough it is and how difficult it is and how we're all struggling with things. And like, are we in some ways and it's like, we're doing it on this podcast yeah, <laughs> and yeah. this show today. Like, are we in some ways as leaders contributing to the unrest by continuing to talk about how things are chaotic and we're in unrest? That's a real question that I'm having as a church leader trying to figure out, like, because one particular guy was saying, I, I, I hear kind of leaders in different places and at church and whatever kind of talking about, Hey, I know we're all struggling and I know we're all in a bad place. And it just feels like, yeah, we're all paying attention to stuff, but are we all really like, he says, I'm just not really struggling mm. with, you know, things. And so it, it's just kind of a downer right. to where we're all talking about this. And I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Quite honestly, just keep talking about it. So they go, <laughs> so, so they go down. That's right. <laughs> no, I think you make a great point. I know it feels like, is there a place where you, I think people say that because they're trying to connect with where they think people are, but at at what point do you kind of make that turn and then just start kind of speaking the the positive and the truth um, of who Christ is in the midst of all this? You know, you spend a little time, I guess, connecting with people and saying, we know this is hard, but you're right. You don't want to dwell in that because then all of a sudden you're just perpetuating it. Yeah. I think it, I think there's real purpose in just, okay, all right acknowledging, yeah, it's been hard, but we've got to move on. We've got, we can't just stay like this because our quality of life, everything, like I I became really aware of that this week. I was thinking, you know, like I'm not living with the, with the idea of the abundance that Jesus intends me to live with. That's what he says. He came to give us abundant life. And I'm really aware of the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy our joy. And he does that by this, absorption of information that we're all, we're all kind of prone to because it's all over us and conversations like you're saying, or, um, the media or wherever we're getting it from. And there's, it's just like, I'm, I'm increasingly aware that I have a real limited capacity, um, for people to talk about, um, the negative all the things. and I just want to like exit the room oh, yeah. or just pull back. Hey, I'm going to go upstairs or I'm going to whatever, you know? It just makes me just think about how much, um, the Bible talks about the importance of renewing our mind and what are, you know, Philippians, whatever's true, whatever's noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, um, praiseworthy. And so we do, we, 
we bring ourselves down when we focus too much. I mean, we have to acknowledge it and people are hurting and you want to acknowledge that, but then you do want to make that turn and think about, okay, but what are the the positive things? How can we still put our hope in Christ even in the midst of chaos? I think this too, I think it plays out too. Personally, um, we were talking about this. We're going to talk about the world, but there's some personal applications too. If you're a person like I am, who is a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a motivator. I like to to move and shake and achieve results, but I have this clamp down right now. I can't do that because everything's being affected. And so then what happens is I become over anxious because I can't find resolutions. And again, that quality of life comes into play. Yeah. You can't do the things you feel like you're supposed to be doing in the midst right. of all of it because of, of where everything is. And it kind of sounds like an oxymoron to do when we're talking about rest. Yeah. Um, and I'm really aware of that. And so for me, it's like a personal discipline that I, I'm actually having to do rest. I have to say, it's okay, you can rest. And um, I haven't mastered it yet. Oh, I don't know anybody that really has, quite honestly. So so we've got all, all these issues that are going on kind of, kind of nationally, and, and, and we hear about crime and shootings and gas and things that are going on globally. Troy, what are some things that you feel like you hear uh, just in, in, in maybe more personal ways kind of in your counseling and just – conversations with friends and family, they're kind of more, I guess, close to home and things that you observe uh, and you hear from people that kind of are, are, are just closer to your your sphere of influence. Just, you know, you're talking about more of the, uh, <clears throat> your question is more about just what I see. In yeah. Personal, in personal things going on, independent of all the global and, and national stuff that's yeah. going on. I think the thing that stands out most is the difficulty that people are having uh, when it comes to just interpersonal relationships, families and kids and marriages, um, just the tension seems higher and conflict seems more uh, a part of their normal lives day in and out. And that keeps people at such a high level of stress. So when that personal part, you know, is their struggle, that's closest to home. But then when they're also exposed to the information that we're able to get now, it just adds that, that burden of like, what is there that's good? But I do think like what you were saying earlier, like, is it, is it helpful to have those conversations or should we adapt or adopt just this positive attitude? And I think it's, it's, it's both. It's having the ability to say, this is where I am, but having also people that are encouragers and in our lives so that that's reality too. And really, especially for the believer. Oh so, yeah. Maybe somebody who's a voice of hope in their life in, in some way, shape or form. Right. right. I yeah. know it's, yeah. it's a challenge. I was thinking about that earlier about how, you know, sometimes I know that the voice of hope uh, that we do here on the radio and the podcast centers around problems. And we try to go to that place where, I mean, the source of, of our hope is uh, through, through Christ, through the scriptures. Um, and it really is, sometimes when I'll just take the time to go there, I can immediately feel lifted up just by opening up my Bible um, or getting on my knees and praying. And so I do think that is the place and how the Lord wants me to live and have plenty of doses of that. Because there is, I think, more doses of all the other. Yeah, that's right. So, 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about just finding rest in the chaos of the world. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guests, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Well, hello and welcome back to Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser, Troy Peverall, along with Kim Peverall and Karin Sasser. And we're having a conversation around, you know, how do you find rest in the chaos of the world? We've spent a little bit of time talking about the world in general and all the crazy things going on and what we kind of hear from people. But we're going to all three kind of, sorry, all four, talk a little bit just sort of personally about what are some things, you know, based on what's going on in the world and around us, what are some things that are kind of um, causing unrest for us. And for me, I'll, I'll start and share for a moment. It's it's coupled with uh, two things. Number one, all of the things that we've talked about when the, you know, with the world and Troy, what you were just talking about, just interpersonal relationships and how the two of those intersect. Literally, you know, last night was a part of, of something that, um, you know, there's COVID as, you know, I think Karn mentioned is kind of ramping back up a little bit. And there's there's just decisions that have to get made in organizations about that sometimes. And there's just tension and there's interpersonal tension. And cause you know, some people think this way and some people think that way. And so it, it, the relational part of, um, of, or the relational stress boils up in the midst of a larger issue. And that just really runs me nuts, but it, but it, you know, it causes unrest in, in me and in, I could see it in some people around me last night. Um, and I think for me, that's kind of one of the main things. What about any of you guys? What what are some kind of things personally that that are make life chaotic for you or cause some unrest for you? I think for me, what's I've noticed is I have since I was young, I was just a I would call myself a runner. Like I would just not literally, I shouldn't that would be good, but I would just go and escape from whatever the stressor was around my life. Uh, I found retreat into myself. I found retreat in camping, walking up a mountain by myself and doing these things were, that were by myself. Um, and so with that, there's just this um, recognition that in a sense, at some point that what am I getting away from? What am I retreating from? And yet the reality of having to come back into that. Um, and so I, I think that that's, that's been something that's I've become more and more aware of even recently that there are things in life that I can't run from now more than probably every that I can ever remember in my personal life. Uh, it, and it has to do more with the seasons of life 
And I'm in some of those seasons right now where this is not something that I can nor should I run from. And so it exposes me more to just the difficulty of those things in that season. And while this is not chaos in the sense of a global uh, context, it is, it does feel chaos matched with my personality and that I'm not reaching for the things as much that, uh, that I used to, that would cause relief or give relief. And so to stay in it is just more difficult. So you have that going on with all that we were talking about earlier. And I, I think that, so that's kind of the personal side of it for, for me. Well, like for me, when I, um, when I become aware, um, of my environment, it seems heavy and I feel burdened. Um, I can see the effects of the world on people's lives and I can feel it in my own. And, um, and so like I've returned to just simple practices like, um, just speaking Jesus into the moment. Um, sometimes you can't even think of the words to say, but you feel so much better just just by speaking that name, that name has power and it has peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And just really pausing and taking all of that in has been really important. Um, and also it's a, it's a verse that so many people know it's very common, but this morning I looked up, um, it's Matthew eleven twenty eight, and I love the message version. And it's a, it's a verse that addresses work-life balance, but it's true in the sense of um, how it affects us personally. So I just want to share that really quickly. Um, in the message version, the, ver- the verse is, um, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then this part, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And those unforced rhythms of grace, um, that happens from a heart. And that's even a a person like me who struggles to be a doer. Um, It helps me to remember that if I tap into the deeper things of Christ, that's when I'm going to access those rhythms of grace. Mm. Is that the scripture that's typically um, any of you are tired and weary, come to me and I will give you rest? That's so funny because that is a scripture that I meditated on a lot this spring. Um, As we were kind of talking about what brings unrest and chaos, I was thinking about how it's still the everyday things. And this isn't really an everyday thing, but it's something that everybody deals with at some point in their life. And that's the death of a loved one. And my father passed uh, like mm. a month or so ago, but um, a couple months before that, I, you know, he, he'd been struggling with prostate cancer for mm. almost five years. Um, and it was, kind of, it was just coming towards kind of the end. And so even though it was like a five-year-long process, when it finally was coming to the end, it still kind of catches you by surprise. And my mom called me up and, sl- and they'd had a doctor's appointment and my dad just was not doing well. And it was, in some ways it was sudden that he was really not doing well. She's like, I think I need you to come and and spend the night with me tonight. And they live in Raleigh, which is two hours away. And so I hopped in the car, um, as a Tuesday night and I spent the night and, and, um, sure enough in the middle of the night, my dad tried to get up and he didn't have the strength to do it. And he fell and he ended up going to the hospital and it was just a, a crazy course, um, of events. Um, and, and since then he's passed. And while in some ways it, it was, 
in some ways I found a lot of peace and rest because I was drawn to my knees just in prayer just during that whole time. But it was still chaotic. I was kind of back and forth on the weekends trying to be home and still working and still having some time with my family. But then knowing that time was short with my dad and wanting to spend as much time as I could um, with him. And so, and, and since then, I've just had lots of people around me who've lost somebody close to them. And that it's just, I don't know, it's just when it's the first time you lose somebody close, death just takes on a whole mm-hmm. new meaning. And so that can be chaotic. But I will say that scripture that you shared was one that I um, had memorized and prayed on and just for myself and for my mom, who'd been my dad's caretaker for so long. Um, and so I don't know, I guess I'm just thankful that even in the midst of all this chaos, we have a God that cares, who loves us, who takes our burden for us and is the strength for us. He's not taking away the chaos. He's not taking away the pain, but he can give us a supernatural peace, which he did. I felt the prayers of so many people. I mean, I handled that. Uh, This is my little joke is that um, my mom and I spent Mm -hmm. so much time together and we get along pretty well, but anybody who knows a mother-daughter relationship is never perfect and you're going to like drive each other nuts. And the amount of time we spent with each other and we like, it was at the very, very end, I think after he passed that we started to get into a squabble one night. We're like, you know what? Let's take a break and put on something funny and we'll talk about like this tomorrow because it's just kind of getting to us. (laughs) So, and I know it's because the prayers of people just really lifted me. So. Hmm. And I think that's true. I think that's a great verse because I think sometimes in those, in those chaotic moments, and this is true too, in just, um, everyday life, like we don't know sometimes how to rest. We don't know. And, and so I think that verse really addresses that Jesus model for that is just, it's kind of like he beckons us to, Hey, kind of hang out with me and, you know, just let me show you what it's about. I, I, it's, it feels like it's a really relational kind of a verse to me. It's good. good. Troy, we got a couple more minutes left. So as we wrap up this part of the conversation, just about the the chaos of the world and how we kind of interact with that personally, what what are some some last minute thoughts you'd have for people? I just, just both of the, just listen to Kim and Karen, how the retreat, the retreat back to this relationship is really where we find rest. It's, it's simple. It's not easy to get there. It's not easy to stay there. And I think that's the part of the, the chaos that pulls us away and we want to tend to it, but, and we do. And I think God's grace allows us to, to do that, but sometimes to our own end to see that there's nothing here. The world can satisfy in us as a believer. The only, the only place of retreat is going to be back into his kingdom work, which has to do with it, our walk with him. Uh, and the other things that he gives that do bring rest. And we'll probably keep talking about some of that. Yeah. And so I, I, I'll let kind of all, all four of us here as we close kind of just maybe give an encouragement to someone who's, who's struggling with stepping into like a next step of being able to, to step into that rest, any kind of encouragement or, or suggestion that you would have for someone, just a practical thing they could do really quickly. Um, a practical thing that they could do to, to begin this process of stepping into rest. Anything come to mind? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is I think our doubts in God and his existence and whether or not this Christian thing really works. Um, we sometimes I think we spend so much time around searching whether or not that's real, that we don't just go and include him in that difficulty. And so just simply asking a God, maybe that you don't even know yet, just saying, God, I'm struggling. I think even that is just the picture of your addressing. 
I don't think we have to get it right before he gives what is right back to us. I'd say, I'd say on the hard days, remind yourself that Jesus is Lord of all and reading and memorizing scripture to that end helps to open the door to rest. There's nothing we can do man-made that's going to help. I mean, there, there, there are definitely things that are maybe images of that, but we don't really have the true sense of rest and in, inviting Christ into the moments uh, so we don't have to act in those moments, but we can let him kind of bathe those moments in the person of who he is. And I would say um, to another another piece of advice, I guess, would be just to let your community help you. You know, if you if you're struggling, like our relationship is personal, but it's not individual. That God very much created the church to be the body of Christ to to help each other along um, in the world of chaos or hurting or, or whatever you might be going through. Like you're, you're not in it alone. Obviously God is always with you, but mm-hmm. he provides others to, to come by and to also uh, lift you up and encourage you and just, you know, where you're, where you're down, they can lift you up. Uh, and I would say for me, the, the one thing I would encourage as we finish up is if you can find a physical place that you can go to that helps you find rest um, and I think we, we alluded to, you know, earlier that, that Troy and Kim were walking around in our backyard. And for me, I, I can go back there and work, you know, move stones around and plant things, but I'm still resting because it's a physical place that triggers in me the opportunity to rest. And I think I've heard other people talk before about they have physical places they can go that'll help kind of trigger a, a mindset of rest. And I think that's really important. Good. Yeah. So. Well, we hope today's been uh, helpful for you as we've talked about finding rest in the midst of the chaos. We're going to have another conversation that you can listen to next week. Always remember, you can go to ami1.net to learn a little bit more about A Voice of Hope. We are thankful that you join us, and we'll talk to you again next time on A Voice of Hope.